Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, the 12th of October, 2020. It's another blessed day off from work um, and to spend with my son. I hope it's a blessed day for you as well. In America, this was known as Columbus Day and is now somewhat known as Indigenous Peoples Day. In Canada, it is Thanksgiving Day. Our readings this morning are Psalms 1, 2, and 3, Micah 7, 1 through 7, Acts 26, 1 through 23, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of God. And on God's law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, 
nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For God watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Psalm 2 Why do the nations conspire, and the peoples plot in vain? The despots of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together. Against God and God's anointed saying, Let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. God who sits in the heavens laughs. God has them in derision. Then God will speak to them in God's wrath and terrify them in God's fury, saying, I have set my ruler on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree of God. God said to me, You are my child. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O sovereigns, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve God with fear. With trembling, kiss God's feet. Or God will be angry, and you will perish in the way. For God's wrath is quickly kindled. Happy are all who take refuge in God. Psalm 3 O God, how many are my foes! Many are rising against me. Many are saying to me, There is no help for you in God. But you, God, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to God, and God answers me from God's holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, for God sustains me. I am not afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Rise up, O God. Deliver me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Deliverance belongs to God. May your blessing be on your people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Micah, chapter 7, verses 1 through 7. Woe is me, for I have become like one who after the summer fruit has gathered, after the vintage has been gleaned, finds no cluster to eat. There is no first ripe fig for, for which I hunger. The faithful have disappeared from the land, and there is no one left who is upright. They all lie in wait for blood, and they hunt each other with nets. Their hands are skilled to do evil. The official and the judge ask for a bribe, and the powerful dictate what they desire. Thus they pervert justice. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright of them a thorn hedge. The day of their sentinels, of their punishment, has come. Now their confusion is at hand. Put no trust in a friend, have no confidence in a loved one, guard the doors of your mouth for her who lies in your embrace. For the son treats the father with contempt, the daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, your enemies are members of your own household. But as for me, I will look to God, I will wait for the God of my salvation, my God will hear me. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 11, the third song of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, 
Deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you God will rise, and God's glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and rulers to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of God, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 26, verses 1 through 23. Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began to speak, and began to defend himself. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, because you are especially familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, a life spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that I have belonged to the strictest sect of our religion and lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial on account of my hope in the promise made by God to our ancestors, a promise that our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship day and night. It is for this hope, Your Excellency, that I am accused by Jews. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is what I did in Jerusalem. With authority received from the chief priests, I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. By punishing them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. With this in mind, I was traveling to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. When at midday along the road, Your Excellency, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and my companions. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. I answered, Who are you? God answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and testify to those things in which you have seen, to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. After that, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, 
but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout the countryside of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had help from God, and so I stand here, testifying to both small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, the Messiah would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, A Song of Christ's Goodness Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us, and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, begotten of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let him enter those. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, 
return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I would like to share a few thoughts about the readings, friends. Let's start with the Psalms. Um, it struck me in Psalm 1, the second part of verse 1, um, well, and I guess I should read the first part too. Happy are those who do not, et cetera, et cetera, or sit in the seat of scoffers. That reminds me of, and you guys know I'm a Brene Brown fan, um, of her talks and writing on the Teddy Roosevelt quote about being the man in the arena, right? So not sitting in the seat of the scoffers would be not being the people who taunt the man in the arena. And I would extrapolate but instead to be the people in the arena, to the pe be the people who go down and fight for justice and truth and love and all of the things that God would have us fight for. In Psalm 3, which is assumed to be a Psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom, he responds to the derision of his enemies. You know, there's all these enemies, they surround him and they say, there's no help for you in God. And his response is just not to freak out, but to affirm, but you, God, are my shield, my glory and the one who lifts up to my head, lifts up my head. I cry aloud to God and God answers me from God's holy hill. And so I think that we should take faith and affirmation from this, that, that we too even when we feel surrounded, may know that God is our shield, that God sustains me. I hope that this heartens you, my friends. Our reading from Micah, again, this judgmental prophetic voice, <laughs> as it were, could be a contemporary writer describing present times. There is no one left who is upright. They all lie in wait for blood and they hunt each other with nets. Doesn't it feel like that? Like the warring parties, both literally and metaphorically, no one is left upright. They are all down on their bellies, lying in wait to pounce upon each other. Their hands are skilled to do evil. The official and the judge ask for a bribe. And it might not be something so overt, but if you think about well, and don't get me started on, on the whole lobbying, lobbyist, governmental thing, but our government has definitely gotten to a place where the elite have the voice, they have the power, and we need to give it back to the people, I believe. That's just my personal belief. That's just Jacob talking. But I think that, that justice has been perverted for a long time in our country, and and I think it is, it is true that, as Micah says, the day of their sentinels, of their punishment, has come. I think it's time for a reckoning, friends. I think the holy powers that keep watch, it is time to align ourselves with them. It is time to stand up. It is time to speak out. It is time to no longer bow down to the way things have been. 
I think we need to do away with the phrase, but this is the way it always was. We need to stand up against the powers that be and or have been in our modern society, quote unquote. And we need to realign ourselves with the heavenly power, the power of God. And I think that we can again hearten, we can have faith, we can take hope in verse 7. But as for us, I, we will look to God. We will wait for the God of our salvation. Our God will hear us. Here, friends, is the hope. Here is faith. Here is the rock of our salvation. Though we be surrounded by enemies, like David, like Micah, like the enemies of justice itself, God is with us. And in God, there is a third way, not the way of violence, not the way of passivity, but a third way, the way of active resistance, the way of active peaceful resistance, because peace never meant submission, friends. And so when all else looks hopeless, we can take hope in God and we can pray for the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to a new way. Amen. Continuing to Acts. This theme of hope and faith continues because here is Paul and Paul is saying, I can't believe that you are persecuting me for believing in the hope of our ancestors, for believing that everything that we said that we have been taught would come to pass has. I am simply carrying on. I am believing and yet you persecute me for this. When the culmination of our anticipatory hopes and prayers does not look like what we think it should look like in our limited human understanding, sometimes we push back on it. Just like the Pharisees are pushing back. They're like, this isn't what we expected the Messiah to look like. This isn't what we expect his prophets to look like. This isn't anything that we expected. And so we are going to say that it is wrong. We are shaken, we are afraid, and so we will push back with all that we have violently. And, and Paul offers another way. Paul says, this is not the way. The way is to be sanctified by faith in Christ. So friends, let us not miss the way. Let us have the hope that is true hope, the hope in the promises of God. Let us be sanctified by faith and move forward in faith and love together. Amen. Our gospel reading this morning is another story about how shocking it was when Jesus showed up and didn't look the way people thought that he would look. And they were afraid. Jesus moves on from this city that asks him to leave out of their fear, but he leaves behind him what I agree with my commentary when they say this restored man, the man from whom Jesus sent out the demons, is an ideal disciple. Because ideal disciples, ideal spreaders of God's word, ideal messengers of God's love, are those who have a personal story to tell. We've all talked about this with our testimony. I want to take a moment here and say that 
it is true that there are false prophets and false disciples and that some of what is being called God's word and being called Christianity is not. And we must check it. We must run it up against what we know, what we, what we read in scripture, what we discern with the power of the Holy Spirit, what we know deeply in our bones and in our souls, the story of love. And so I really think it's important, friends, to not just take everything that's being said by so-called leaders in the church but to lift it up to God and to discern its truth. I have a dear, dear friend who told me about a spiritual leader that they, and and the story had a completely different point, but just an informational blurb in the story was that this spiritual leader was a person who was um, in the LGBTQ plus community and had chosen to turn away from that quote unquote lifestyle and to live celibately because of the sin that they believed was in that quote unquote lifestyle. And my heart just broke for this person who my friend was holding up to me as an example to follow that this person gets up every morning and fights what they consider to be or what their proselytizing as the good fight against homosexuality and it's a struggle every day just like it's a struggle every day for an alcoholic not to take a drink and my heart broke for this person for for all of the people that that he was spreading this message to and causing further wounding and spreading his wounding so listen friends look at it. Is it a message of joy and love? Does it bring joy and love and freedom? Or does it bring further wounding and shackling? Having been freed from this erroneous message that gayness is sinfulness myself, I, my heart breaks and I want everyone else to be free too. And I know that having lived begun to live over the last 20 some years my life in acceptance of who I am and the way that God has made me has brought freedom and joy and has removed some of those blockages that we talked that we talked about yesterday that we talk about all the time that kept me from being a clear conduit of God's healing and so to me this is how I know that that is is God's path because God's way is love and And what was blocking me from receiving God's love was the message that gayness is sinful. And when I removed the message, I received God's love. I hope that that makes sense to you. (laughs) I hope that it is inspiring and freeing for you. And I hope that we as a community stop wounding each other. May we be sources of healing. May our personal stories, like the man who is freed from the demons, bring freedom and faith. Amen. I guess I'm not quite done talking about that. I want to be absolutely clear. I do not believe that homosexuality is sinful. I believe that love is love and God made us in love and for love. And part of why my heart breaks for this um, leader in a particular church 
is because I think about how effective and powerful this person could be in spreading God's love if they weren't so busy spreading a message that is the very opposite of love, if they weren't so mired in, in self-hatred. And I believe that hate is the real sin. Hate of ourselves, hate of each other is the sin. And Christ talks about this. Christ tells us this. It is, it is written not only through our scriptures, but also on our hearts, that we should be loved to ourselves and to each other. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for Proper 23, which is this week's Collect. God, we pray that your grace may always proceed and follow us that we may continually be given to good works through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today, being Indigenous Peoples Day, I would like to pray for our nation, for the true original peoples, for peace, reconciliation, restitution, and healing. God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory, to serve you in freedom and in peace. Give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and the strength of forbearance, that we may use everything we have in accordance with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives, with you, lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for Guidance Heavenly Creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit 
that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed begotten to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. God, I humbly intercede on behalf of all who have been wounded by myself and by all who call themselves Christian or American, by any enfranchised group. I pray that you give us humbleness of heart and love of spirit, that we may bravely stand up, repent on behalf of ourselves and all those who have wounded and that the Spirit may work healing, reconciliation, and restitution through us. I pray for our hope that we may continue to hope and to stand fast in faith to those things, God, that you have promised us your promise of love and deliverance, may we so root ourselves in your love that there is no room for fear and that our actions stem forth good fruits from your love which we receive in ourselves and seek to pass to others. May we be clear conduits of your love and healing, dear God, to our children, to our communities, to all your creation. May we see false messages for what they are. May we see your message, your truth for what it is, even when it shows up in unexpected ways. Open our hearts and minds to your love, God, and close off any even well-worn pathways for negative and false messages. Heal us, rewire us, make us for your love, dear God. Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.